You're listening to the Combo Wombo with Mr. Gimp and Chipped Monk. Today we're going to be talking about real-time strategy games. I fucked that up completely. Maybe completely, a hundred percent. Whatever it's live, you keep going. We're not editing this out. Um, yeah. I was going to do a little tasty teaser where I was like, "We're talking about survival, uh, resource gathering, random seed map generation." Of course, we're talking about real-time strategy games of course of course not not any other game that you'd think of random maps and seeds and base building gathering like, resources uh, yeah. yeah yeah yeah, definitely it's like real-time strategy is the only one i know of that does it you yeah man i think for me like my first introduction to real-time strategy was world of warcraft 2 it was like a demo i feel like every computer had that demo hold uh, up back up back up Warcraft too. Yeah, World of has that the world. has that existed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's there. that's the big problem right now, man. WoW got too damn big, so and and I feel like there's this huge swath of people who have no idea where the hell it came from. And you're right, Victims man. Warcraft two, Warcraft two, man. It just it's it was. You're right. I I played that on a demo disc as well. <laughs> I don't I don't know where I got that demo disc. I feel it, it came, came out like. PC Gamer magazine. Yeah, like, I think I think that's what it was. It was like, like my yeah, because I I was playing a ton of Doom at the time, and I remember wanting other computer games. And my dad came home randomly and goes, "Here's a bunch of games. Have fun." And it had like some shareware stuff on it. Like uh, I think Rise of the Triad was on there. Um, Warcraft uh, Two was on there, um, and. There's like, there's like one other game that everyone had that I'm like not remembering, but it's on there. If I said it, you'd know what the hell I'm talking about. But yeah, Warcraft 2. Go on, go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, no, so that was kind of where I got into the genre. I feel like there was uh, the seeds of the idea, like in early, like SimCity and stuff, like where like uh, Maxis was already touching on like some of the core concepts of like, resource gathering, city management, base building. I think RTS is brought to where it was competitive and yes. story-driven, where it was like a narrative. Like the, You're like, I like killing things, but why am I killing things? <laughs> why am I destroying like my neighbors? You know. So it was like, oh, what if the, you know, they're humans and they're orcs? Sure, like there's like total annihilation and stuff where they had bigger ideas. Uh, and yes. was slightly earlier, there's Dune, of course. Yep. There's you know the yep. original Warcraft. Uh, and then of course it's like Command and Conquer, where I think yep. those were kind of like the two major players in the market. Yes, uh, for the longest time, like through the '90s, where it's like if your introduction to an RTS would be like Warcraft or Command and Conquer, hundred percent. Yeah, and Command and Conquer had like the best campy uh, ideas, <laughs> like uh, where they start to like realize it and like actually lean into it. Uh, by yes. Red Alert 2, and that was kind of like the apex of real-time strategy games, I think, for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my... And I'm, I'm glad you brought up Command & Conquer. So my first R RTS was also Warcraft 2. <laughs> um, my first time playing an RTS competitively, um, just like jumping online and playing against people, was actually StarCraft. Um, something about Warcraft 2, I played the single player, played through the entire campaign and the expansion, loved it to death, 
never even thought like i always saw like like the multiplayer like button never thought to press it and play it online right because at that time i was more of a more into fps's at that point uh starcraft came out and like everything changed for me at that point like i was balancing warcraft and and command and conquer as well um and starcraft came out where its story was just on another level you know it, uh, of taking of taking uh just like these tiny units giving like small hero hero identities to a few of them and and uh, just crafting a story around it and then one of the missions you are meant to fail and that's where the where kerrigan gets captured by the zerg and that she becomes obviously brood war comes out later and she becomes the queen of blades which like young me was blown away by this like how could like my i was telling my i remember vividly telling my my dad the story of the game and why it was so cool and he's like oh that sounds cool let me look at it and he's looking at me playing this he's like what the hell is this because it's kind of like little units just like baseball yeah yeah exactly it like the story to him didn't match what was happening on screen and he had no idea why i was so into it um and then the uh you know the three separate factions that were completely different yet somehow balanced uh starcraft did an amazing job of of playing hot potato with that i thought um as far as the command and conquer side uh uh tiberian sun was um the one that i really cut my teeth on i did play a lot of red alert as well um i i just don't remember playing it competitively i played i remember playing tiberian sun online a lot I think I think the fact that I didn't own Red Alert two until much later, and what you and with RTSs, if you don't get in on the ground floor or you don't put the time in to grind and like learn some of the meta, uh, you just get stomped online. There's like no way around it, you know. So I think with Siberian Sun, uh, when that was out, I was I was in it on the ground floor as well, so I had a lot more competitive matches. And by the time I got to Red Alert two, I was just getting stomped. So I don't remember playing it much online, but I remember loving it and loving the single player and the campiness of it. Yeah, man, it's a uh, one of those things where you think you're good at like an RTS. So mm-hmm. for me, I played StarCraft Brood Wars and. It wasn't until I played against like other people, like on a local land, like that I realized like how much better people could be than you who are like been playing online and grinding it out. And so from there, I was like, "Yo, I'm not even touching this game anymore." And I went on to uh, Age of Empires too. Oh yeah, a lot online, and I got really good. I got good enough. uh, It was like me and my one buddy were like super into it, uh, and we got deep into like web play against other people and stuff and like we'd always team up uh because you can make teams in there where it'd be like oh tv 2v2 and stuff like this uh and we would be destroying people so much so where people would just like quit uh in the middle of matches (laughs) like that's how much better we would get i think the skill ceiling was kind of the main reasons for the death of the genre uh and i use the death of like Top-down, isometric, like that kind of... I feel like the spirit of the RTS lives on it. You know, it evolved. I don't think... I think the... Like, all genres kind of evolve, and, like, you kind of look back at it, and you're like, how come nobody's making Wolfenstein-like shooters anymore? And, like, some people are coming out with it, like, on the indie scene now. Like, and they're cool, and people enjoy them. But it's just kind of like that gameplay type. There's 
only so much innovation you can do before it becomes a completely different genre, a different type of game. And I think that's what you saw all throughout the RTS is it became, uh, you know, your defense of the ancients come out of there, your MOBAs, your yeah. League of Legends. You're like, oh, RTS is RTS. Like, what are you talking about? Like, League of Legends is one of the most popular games in the world still. Like, <laughs> it became a different genre. Yeah, it really. Yeah. yeah. Like, what about World of Warcraft? You know, it's still one of the like biggest MMORPGs out there. It's like it just kept evolving. Like that idea of like it took the core ideas and mechanics of like I want a single hero story driven narrative and it evolved it into like the next the form of that if you look back i, I would say rtss are like the cocoon of the butterfly that emerged of that all these others yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it it, it well, is one of the moment, right like like i said like it, it went into like uh mmorpgs to get the biggest mmorpg like in the ever it went into mobas it went into uh, like we're joking about, like on the teaser, like the survival base games that are coming out. Your Minecraft, your, uh, you know, we've been playing some Valheim, Ross, like you, these type of yeah. base building, resource gathering. Like it's all like core instead of the top down unit control over everything. You are the individual unit and you're building towards that goal. And like even in those games, like for me, like the most fun is like when somebody's like, oh, we got to be doing building towards this goal or doing this. Like, yeah. Uh, so the more traditional like classic grandpappy version i think what do they call like apms actions per minute yep yep yeah where it's like normal people like me where like you could do your like i didn't even know you could type in the hotkeys in brood wars dude oh really like, oh man yeah. you're behind brother. i saw somebody <laughs> else do it like at that land where i was like they're just typing away. They're like, click, 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 click. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Uh, and then they, you know, stomp. They do like a 1v, you know, seven. And they beat all of us because like none of us knew like how to, like the depths of that game that you could go yep. down. Like, yeah, uh, man, it's it's crazy. <laughs> so I think the skill ceiling is so ridiculously high where the average person is walking in at like 50 actions per minute. Uh, and then like you got the high end pros that are at like 500 so it's literally like 10 times as many things per minute they're doing than you and like they're micromanaging like a whole field uh and i think most normal ass people aren't wired for that yes 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 true um so let me tell you this story i i thought that i was good at age of empires 2 Right, that's my big, it's my big fallacy. Um, when I, when my wife and I were talking about uh, games we grew up with, I mentioned Age of Empires too, and she's like, "Oh, I loved that game." I was like, "Oh, hey, let's let's play a match together." I get stomped, dude. Like, not even, not even like kind of stomped, but like just destroyed to the point where it looks like I've never played a video game before in my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, I grew up with. Uh, playing a lot of starcraft um we all played starcraft together and i you know i did pretty well um my wife vividly remembers my cloud of death which were uh the zerg kamikaze units where you just like send two at at two or three at like a protoss blimp and just destroy it right and uh she remembers that that aerial assault um with age of empires uh i wasn't very good at knowing what units were good because i'm a big rush player i i, I yeah. rush and like everything um so uh so I, I wasn't good at knowing what units were good for like a rush scale 
by the time I started rushing, I used the wrong units. My um, I didn't really focus on my own base. Um, her base is already fortified, and she had a separate like like units in a, in the woods, like behind my base that I didn't scout that area because yeah. it's so close to the corner of the map. Where I'm like, it's not even worth it to scout it. Nah, nah. I, I have like all of my units gone, and she just just piles in. Uh, through the woods and just destroys me. Our match lasted uh, 18 minutes, I think. <laughs> and I was like, why are you so good? She's like, I don't know if you're just bad at it. And I'm like, damn. Ouch. <laughs> She's like, I'm not great. You're just horrible at this game. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, so I, I think like... <laughs> I was going to say, Age of Empires is my is the game that I, I love, but I it, admittedly am not very good at. But go ahead. <laughs> I think, didn't they just remaster it? Like, they made like the online version of it and people have been enjoying that stuff. Like, Two yeah. is back in full force, dude. Like it's they yeah. made a complete edition, and they're at, they added a new expansion recently. Uh, the the game's back, dude. It's it's back, and it's here to stay. It seems it seems like yeah. I would say there's like that. I mean, they remastered uh, the old Command and Conquer recently. They mm-hmm. tried to do uh, Warcraft Reforge, which was people were complaining about, but it seemed okay. It didn't seem like. Uh, they're like, oh, some things are. I think like a lot of it's like rose tinted glasses, like nostalgia, mm. as well. Where they're like, this doesn't look any better than the. Uh, I'm like, no, it looks a lot better, dude. <laughs> like you just, it, I think they kept some of the aesthetic, but it was more to keep in line with the janky aesthetic that they've kept with the MMORPG. I think what people would want in a revision is like the, uh, more natural looking, like the cinematics of mm. what the game is. They want like that, like they wanted like a, but like the whole vision for that franchise has gone cartoony. So it's like, they have like super realistic cinematics, but like super cartoony guys. And like, it was a product of the time because that was like how you could fit like the polygons and stuff on the map yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be rendered. Uh, but now it's kind of an aesthetic choice. <laughs> like, you know, it's like a lot of people doing like the eight bit, you know, sixteen thirty two bit art type of thing, yep. where it's like there's, there's going to be an aesthetic choice where it's like we want to be close to our branding. Uh, so it, it upset a lot of people with like that. I know there's like other little things where they're like it had performance issues at launch too. Yeah, like how do you take like a near twenty year old game and have it not be able to run on modern PCs? Um, also, it was released for full price, which is like a big no no on remastering a game. Like you don't release it for what it cost, you know, twenty years ago. Um, it's, and uh, I believe the net code was broken at first. Yeah, um, they took I was out actually, like certain match types and stuff, and yeah, got rid of some yeah. of the modding tools and. Yep, I think that's the biggest well, thing is the modding tools not being there because Warcraft Three. I want to say, wait, 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 that was it. They had some of the modding tools in, but they're like, we own anything that comes out of this. Yep. And people yep. are like, this is bullshit. And they're like, yeah, but you know, look at Dota. <laughs> like, yeah, you- yeah. Blizzard lost huge on Dota, man. Like, so, let's see. So Dota came from Blizzard. Well, technically, you know, the community around Warcraft 3. Yeah. Who later, the license and everything went to Valve, who's just making a killing on Dota 2. The other, like, Dota All-Stars people, and please correct me in the comments if I have, if I have it wrong in my head, but uh it, it like branched off into uh uh heroes of new earth uh dota 2 and league of legends is like the big three so um league of legends obviously has been the number one game number one moba number one like game of the world for many years now 
um, in terms of players played and, and tournament viewership. Um, these people are are legitimately stars, you know. Yeah, <laughs> um, printing so, money on that game. Yeah, uh, Blizzard. And it's free. Blizzard, uh, Johnny Come Lately, Heroes of the Storm comes out, and then I they, love they Heroes of the Storm. I thought it was fun, but I thought that they didn't know what made MOBAs fun. Like it was they they it was different, I, but their iterations weren't. It, there's something about it where it, it didn't feel it didn't grab me like other MOBAs did. You know, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it though. I think there's a lot of that because like I kind of had the same thing, but for me, my biggest hangups were like because it was already kind of dying. The matchmaking time was ridiculous. Mm. I thought that if you were actually good. Uh, you could carry the match easier than in Heroes League of yeah. Legends. Because, like, League okay. of Legends, you could be really good, but if you have, like, you know, somebody just go AFK on your team or, like, somebody, like, purposely feeding, like, there's yeah. not much you can do. Like, you can only carry so hard. Like, you could... There's nothing more frustrating than, like, dropping, like, a 20-40 bomb kill game and, like, still losing. You're like, well, <laughs> I did all I could. And then they're like, well, we're taking down. And I felt League of Legends kind of had, like, the secret sauce of, like, uh, where they redid your ELO thing a little bit, mm-hmm. where they brought in, like, ranking your character role. So, like, if your support character yes. was, like, oh, you did, like, between, like, you know, uh, uh, F and S uh, for your ranking. Uh, and so it's, like, oh, you got an A plus or an S rank on, like, your role. And I yeah. thought that should have been more of a factor to your ELO, where it's, like, it doesn't make sense, where it's, like, I get an S class, you know, uh ADC role where I'm doing, I'm participating in all the team fights, I'm gathering resources, I'm doing everything right, and we still yep. lose, uh, and you're still ranking me down for that, even though I did everything I'm supposed to do. Like, uh, so I was like, I thought they would bridge that gap of being like, here's your class of that hero, and like, we're going to keep boosting up your elo, even though you didn't win, because at the end of the day, you're going to have good and bad matches, uh, even at the high level, you know, like every. Yeah. That's why they do like best of threes, runs to sevens, and like was it like uh, in fight games? It's like a run to yep. seven, and you know in tournaments, it's you know best of yep. three matches. Like, yep, they, it, it's just kind of like an understood variable. But yes, uh, it, yeah, I kind of digress. FPS <laughs> as well as like the big CS:GO uh, tournaments or whatever. It's always you know, it's not just one match. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, so you're right. The other thing with with Heroes of the Storm is. You get Blizzard's characters in this game, man. I, I was no one was more hyped than I was when the Lost Vikings got announced for that game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I still Blizzard. If for whatever reason you you are scrolling through, you know, Spotify or YouTube or whatever, and you come across this, for the love of God, make Lost Vikings three. I I don't care like if you what you release it on, man. I just want that game. <laughs> anyway, uh, so when those guys came out, it was it was I was super hype. Uh, being able to play like my favorite character in Heroes of the Storm, and if you like look at my profile, uh, if it's still available, I'm, I'm sure it is. Uh, my most played character is Kerrigan because obviously, like I, I said, I loved that story. Uh, super fun, and you're right, you could really roll as the uh, heroes in that game. Uh, so that part was fun. I thought the different game types and not and not sticking to one mode kind of hurt them. Yeah, because, I uh, think that was a huge part of it. Whereas, like every map, like if you like you're trying to do like a best of three or whatever, it's like you're gonna get a random ass map. map. Sometimes yeah. it'll be on a pirate ship. Sometimes you're gonna be in the StarCraft world. It's like, bro, just pick a thing and stick with it. Like I want like one or two like really balanced maps that yep 
Uh, and like you should have that data by now where it's like, yes. just give me the one that has like the win loss of like 50%. Yeah. It's like, yep. it's pretty dead even. Like in, it comes down to more skill play than uh, map shenanigans and map awareness. Uh, and I feel like people have been trained to just ignore pings and shit in the games. So you could be <laughs> pinging like an objective or something where like uh, trying to show where like the other team's going. Cause I think you could maybe draw waypoints in that game. Maybe not. Uh, but yeah. I don't remember. Uh, I don't think so. I think that came no. later in other games. I don't All think right. I draw the waypoint. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> you, you know, you, nobody, everybody's ignoring that mini-map, basically. Uh, yep. And I feel like old people like us who grew up with like the RTS like uh, genre, <laughs> where like, your eyes are kind of glued to the mini-map. Like, I'm not yep. really looking at the main 100%. map. 100%. Yep, 100%. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of like one of my biggest follies that everyone hated me for in League of Legends was I played with like the lock camera. And they're like, what are you doing? You can't be playing with the lock camera. I'm like, this is fine. Uh, wow, dude. Whoa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, if you're paying attention to the minimap, you should be well aware of, like, uh, any problems that are coming well before they arrive. I suppose. I suppose. That, that seems to, like, gimp you super hard. Uh, but, <laughs> wow. <I> mean, <laughs> if you think about it, like, none of the skill shots really go beyond uh, what you can see anyway. So it's like, what are you looking sure. out there for? What are you doing? You're wasting valuable uh keys that you could be pressing to do other things. Full map as real alt or something, you know, it's <laughs> ready yeah. to go. Just uh, click the mini map, bro. It'll go there. <laughs> That's true. You gotta understand uh, the mini map. I'm, I was hitting those shots, bro. I hit at least two or three of those where it's like from downtown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Knockouts. Got it. Got it. Uh so you're you're right. The RTS genre did evolve into MOBAs. I think that some of the experimental things that we had in the past such as a uh, savage um was a game where it combined rts and rp and um, fps so you had one commander who had a traditional rts screen and you had actual players filling these like warrior roles that you would jump in and you could actually aim and shoot and um your commander set orders to you and the builder units were controlled by the, like the commander and the commander had some units that could attack in rts style but then you were boots on the ground firing and, and fighting these things. Yeah. Really, really cool concept, but never caught on. Uh, it, it, it had two games released. Um, very, very dedicated small community that I believe is, are still playing the game today. Uh, but I thought that something like that can still be very popular if it ever gets a chance to thrive. Uh, there, and then speaking of, of things like that, um, like eight, Atypical FPS RTS hybrids have been cropping up every now and then. There's at least one every three to five years. Uh, Tremulous was one in the uh, indie space that was free to play, uh, where you had like aliens who had a completely different way of playing it and, and soldiers. Uh, and uh, like Natural Selection uh, 1 and 2 really lent to that gameplay style as well, which I think the most it wasn't quite RTS level um, as Savage was, but um, Natural Selection 2 is probably the most successful of these attempts to blend genres. Do you think that um, a genre blending can happen, or do you think that the level of control that's given up uh, just kind of shoots that that um, blending in the foot? I think that there's like a certain amount of blending. Like, it, it's when you when you just kind of take like the seeds of like what RTSs are, 
Yep. Uh, they're so broad mechanically that when you remove any other part of it, uh, it becomes like its own separate thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's like, would, how would you define like an RTS? Is it like the top-down control over many units, right? Uh, no, actually. Because I, I, right. uh, <laughs> World in Conflict is another example, Men at War, um, things like that. Is it that... like resource gathering, like where you're like, because then like you look at games like Supreme Commander, where like you, it kind of goes back to like the root of like total annihilation, where you're setting up yeah. nodes with uh, AI to handle the light work for you. And then you're more focused on base building and like controlling like uh, strategy. Uh, and so it's like, it's so broad of a genre where it's like, it's kind of like the Supreme Court with pornography, where it's like, I know it when I see it type of thing. <laughs> where it's like, yeah. you know, an RTS when you see it, but like to like try and like put like a, a checklist of things, it's like, you kind of like lose the the script. And I think I'm okay with it being like a huge like swimming pool with like everybody's like welcomed in where like I, I kind of consider things like Minecraft, Raw, like these survival based games. I consider that part of, you know, the, the grandkids of the genre. <laughs> you know, I consider like, you know, Dota's and like MOBA, like those like team base, like, you know, base protecting things, all part of it. They're all taking like a sliver of it and like a slice of what that is and then turning it into a great thing and like that's okay man uh as for like more traditional uh pornographic rts that you know when you see i feel like <laughs> yeah. the indie scene is finally like now coming to its own but everyone keeps asking the same question of like what can we do to innovate and like make this like because like basically right now it is just starcraft 2 and age of empires 2 like that's it those are the only games in town if you want to play uh, the game and if you're looking at like a competitive like real scene like th where there's money on the line that because I, yeah. I feel most companies now look at like esports as like what should i get into because that's where the money is yeah. uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a great game it just means that there's money there that people sure. want so it, i think uh yeah so there's there's been two attempts that i know of off the top of my head to reinvigorate the rts genre uh iron harvest which is like a 50s or a 30s steampunk rts that that um that i'm looking into that looks really good i haven't actually played it yet and uh gray goo um which had a very successful kickstarter i think both of these games had successful kickstarters to start but um on launch it doesn't it, they both kind of launched to nothing and i don't know if it's balance or what um maybe the the community at large can uh, comment on that, but I think you're right that the indie scene is kind of picking up the torch. And I think something's going to come out that um, is going to blow us all away. And I, th I, think don't, I think, I think it evolved to a point where it's like, what's the big innovation? Cause I feel like for balance, like they figured it out pretty much. I mean, like if you look at like Starcraft two, that's why a lot of people hated that game when it came out because it was super unbalanced. Because they decided to like be like, oh, we're gonna put it out in whatever like yeah, chunks. Yeah, yeah, where it yeah. goes is game one, game two, game three. You'll buy it like expansions, it'll be great. And it was not great. It was incredibly so, unbalanced. Like, the worst part of... is you had the like Wings of Liberty, I believe was the subtitle. Um, was the first one to come out, then Heart of the Swarm, and then uh I can't remember what the protest campaign's called, but the the problem is that you 
you spend all of this time in single player playing as like the Terran, right? And then you have no experience with the Zerg, you have no experience with the, with the Protoss, except for what you had in Brood War, assuming you've played the previous games. So you jump online, you have all these OGs who are just killing with these two units, and you have no idea what the hell is going on. That was the big problem there. Um, and I think the, the early ladders proved that, because it was always the OGs that are at the top of the ladders. And once all three games came out, yeah, you had a lot more parity. But if they would have launched right away, I would have been happy with like a complete Terran campaign and like like smaller Zerg and Protoss uh, like missions to give you a taste of what's to come, just so you you have some unit experience there. Um, going with what you said about what happened, I think the RTS genre. And it's and it started to happen with like StarCraft Two and uh, the newer Age of Empires Two is onboarding players easier. Um, fighting games have done this now, where you're introducing uh, high level concepts to people. Like fighting games now have frame data; they have uh, like notations showing like linkers for combos. RTSs, I think some are actually measuring actions per minute now and they explain what yeah. it is and why it's important i i think uh like onboarding points are easier they have like uh like a typing simulator like you know like how like there's like typing trainers is it just gonna be yeah. like apm or it's like you're typing a bunch of gibberish APM it kind of goes back to like uh, one of the ideas we we're talking about at one point where it's like can we get the uh games to teach like a useful skill can yeah. we just get like the typing rts is that the next <laughs> it's the, the next, next one thing? It's like hockey management. Give me that, dude. I want to write short stories. Give me my words writing. Instead of APMs, give me WPMs, dude. <laughs> I think that... Um, I, I do think that RTSs, though, teach like um, like high-level like group management or whatever, project management, you you have so many different things working at the same time to one big goal of winning or taking a taking someone's base or whatever. You know, or like the uh, Dawn of War franchise, you're like taking a break. Or taking a base, excuse me. And uh, But you're managing so many different smaller units to get that goal. Um, I mean, my own experience of uh, back when I hired people, uh, gamers who played like who did raids in wow um i had one who was a very high high ranked starcraft 2 player um they were great at multitasking in the job field um yeah yeah you don't have to manage five people instead of like a thousand like this is all right exactly exactly uh let's let's go back to uh quickly on total annihilation and what that brought to the genre uh unlimited units um it was the first game and it might even be the only game that i can think of that um that allowed you to just use quantity of uh, just yeah. overwhelming people versus you know strategy like like intricate strategy uh like uh you have unit caps in a lot of these rts's especially at that time and total annihilation just went whatever your computer can handle i don't care so <laughs> Uh, there's still like videos on YouTube where there's like literally like ten thousand units just running in. It's like you can't see anything. Um, <laughs> I I think that something like that nowadays. And I thought Supreme Commander was going to be it, but obviously there there like something with that game just didn't 
just just didn't capture the masses because it 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 was the it's spiritual pretty, successor. It was spiritual, but like she had to learn like all of the things again. Yeah, and I don't think people want to make that commitment. And like it did things on its like own terms, where like you would have to set up a thing and then yeah. have another thing, that thing, and then like you had to have like nodes connected to other nodes. It was like it was its own world, and like if you didn't want, it, it was, like you can just hop in and play. It didn't have that. Ah, uh, yeah. You need something where it's like simple enough to pick up, yeah. uh, but like really hard to master. Kind of like I don't know. I guess Shit, chess would be that's... a horrible example no no, no that's, that's a great example um it's so i think that rts is and we, we spoke about chess quite a bit uh last spot on fighting so games but i think yeah 100 percent of chess podcast we need to have someone on who, who plays it at a high level but um uh i think that a lot of these competitive games you could just compare it to chess for, for a good reason chess you can learn in you know 30 minutes to master it, yeah. it takes a lifetime to uh like RTS is, like, Go would be a really good example too, where it's like extremely simple. It boils it down to like you know you put down like there's two color pieces. Wait, let me let me, down. let me stop you because you you, you um, lagged out for a second. Say that again, like to start off. What was a really good example? Uh, Go goes kind of like uh, Go. Yes, there's two color pieces, and then like mm-hmm. uh, you know you, there's a black and white, and then like it's super easy, intuitive. Like children can pick it up, but then like you're saying like the lifetime of mastery. Yeah. Uh, you could pick that game up in like two seconds, right? You're like, look, I'm like, this is easy. And then like, you, you just keep getting beat up after, <laughs> you know, yeah, over yeah. and over again. Yeah, no, Go is a great example. I, I actually love Go. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, Go and, and, and Trust both, you're right, have, have something in common where pick up versus master. And I think RTSs uh, are the evolution of chess. Like you have um, the ter- the grand scale turn based strategy games like uh, like C- your four X games like Civ, Endless Space, uh, Ashes of Singularity, things like that. That grand scale, um, it's like the you know uh, I can't think of it. It's like forty chess versus regular chess, or you know Axis and Allies versus Risk. You know what I mean? It's like there's just levels to it. I think that um, um, RTSs are the- are the closest that PC gets to to what chess is without just playing the game you know um there's and certain ones are so balanced where it at the end of the day the high level is just a really fast chess match the reason why why uh you have timers in chess is because if you had all the time in the world like the games will most likely if you have two people on the same level they're gonna end in a stalemate you know but timers forces that quick action and rts is it's nothing but timers. You're fighting against. You're trying to go faster than the other player. You're fighting against time. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. It's so important. It's yes. Uh, yeah, you yes. gotta be quicker. You have to have your stratagems. You have to have like your high level ideas. You have to like manage that down to like the per unit pace, and then like yep. you have to execute flawlessly. Yeah. Uh, and so Supreme Commander, it would just had like a level of like competency that you had to buy into before you could get to that finer part where you're executing strategies yeah. uh, and I, I think that's why it had like such a like a failure to launch yeah uh, I, I feel the game did okay because it warranted a sequel but and then it had a the sequel had one expansion or i can't remember but yeah there's something that just didn't click and then they came out with a planetary annihilation which was supposed to be the next step you know what another different studio with yeah. fucking supreme commander is everything was just gray you need to be able to distinctly tell, like, if we're taking lessons from things like 
things like chess. Like chess, you can look at and you can know what pieces are which. And like the most annoying thing in chess is when somebody brings like fucked up, like a fucked up board with like wacky pieces, and they're oh, like, "I won't even oh. play. I won't even play." Yeah, yeah. they're like, "Oh, <laughs> let's play on my custom board." And you're like, "Get this shit out of here, bro! Like nobody wants that. Like uh, your king looks just like the queen, and like the horse looks yep. like a rook, dude. Like this is bullshit. Get yep. miss me with this Chuck E. Cheese chess board that you picked up at the thrift shop, bro. It was all hand carved by your grandfather. I don't give a shit, bro. It looks like it was." It was whittled away, like, from an 800-year-old piece of oak, dude. Like, I don't need it in my life. So, like, Supreme Commander had that. We're like, it's just a gray goo. Everything in that game was, like, a gray unit. And, like, again, the buy-in was so high. You had to know their ridiculous systems. You had to be able to, like, figure out, like, their ridiculous, like, units that all yep. looked alike. Uh, so it's hard to, like, figure out a strategy on the fly of, like, a gray mass of monsters that are coming towards you when you have to, like... <laughs> What, what's the right gray massive monsters I have to use to counter this? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I would say like that you have distinct units that you can tell from a glance uh, easily. Like that's a big part of like a good RTS that's going to get a buy-in from people. Yeah. Uh, keep it simple. Keep it easily recognizable, like good silhouettes, uh, especially like games. I think StarCraft 1 was like where you could, you know, have – these 2D sprites that oh, they're all could overlap colors. each other, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to, uh, to tell quickly. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you called it Grey Goo because that's one of the RTSs that came out and um, you're managing legitimate Grey Goo. It's <laughs> like yeah. what the resources, that's hilarious. Uh, no, you're right, you're right. Uh, uh, visual cues are a huge part of it if you don't have the, if your style... Yeah, like, yeah, sound cues as well. You could do yeah. like uh, something me doing, chop chop. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, you got your whatever, like uh, some Age of Empire ones, like uh, Boobera. Like you can yep. just remember like shit from these games. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a huge point. You've heard um, it so many times. Dude. Yeah, yeah, you have to have character in your uh, RTSs. It's it's not just about the grand strategy of it. You have to connect with some of with some of the mundane tasks. Like you're right, like the uh, worker units, like you know those sound sound cues as soon as you click them, you expect them. Yeah. Um, I don't think Supreme Commander had that, right? I don't remember clicking like a unit like you had because you had like your big like, base thing. Like, vroom, 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 vroom. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> there's nothing to latch onto. There's no charm, and I think that's the big thing is it's charm. It was a fun uh, game. Don't get me wrong. Like, I yeah, yeah. Played a lot of Supreme Commander. I played it against other people. Mm -hmm. uh, there was not. A great online community. The matchmaking was kind of shit. Uh, it was still like old school. I, that was like another thing that uh, you have to warn people about. Like if you're like an indie developer thinking about getting in, this Battle.net changed the fucking game, dude. Like it changed a complete landscape uh, where you could just like find a match, you could find your friends, and you yep. could just like quick matchmaking. Like if you can't figure out like that netcode, like if you can't integrate with like your Steam friends list. Don't even bother. Don't even try and make an RTS. Like, I would say, like, make something simpler and, like, figure that out. Like, if you can, like, <laughs> like get, like, a cube and another cube moving and, like, get that integrated into, like, Steam or whatever you're using. Like, I don't know, like, Origins or whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Like, if you're putting on your Xbox or your PlayStations or your Nintendo Switch, like, if you can't integrate, like, even Nintendo still sucks ass at this where it's, like, they're online multiplayer is like you have to have like a 300 
you know, character Franco. Character Franco, where it's like, we're thinking about the children, protecting them. And you're like, okay, I guess that makes sense. But it's like, can't you have like a quick, like four digit, like send it to my cell phone verification yeah. for adults or something where I can just be like, yeah, this is fine. Add this person, don't add this person. It's like, that's true. Everybody else has this down. So, yeah, if you can't get the net part working, like, it's not worth doing. If you can't get quick matches, if you can't find matches, like, that was kind of the problem with Supreme Commander as well. Like, there's a lot of lessons to learn from Supreme Commander because it's such a great game. Uh, but you had to get by so much jank uh, yeah. to get to it. Uh, it. It forced you to love it, right? It's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm, you can. I, I'm talking a lot bad. of crap up because just, I love yeah. it so much. Where it's like, this should have been huge. It should have been like, we should be talking about, you know, StarCraft II, Supreme Commander, and like Age of Empires is like the uh, holy trinity right now of like what to aspire to for like the RTS genre. But uh, it kind of fell flat, man. So <laughs> it is what yeah. it is. But like, and I, those are just some of the reasons why. That's it's incredible insight. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I, yeah, man, I, I think that characterization is huge. And you're right. Uh, let's, let's let's talk on the development side of it. And he, and he brought up a great, great point. And this is why... So, games that you should probably avoid when you're first starting out. MMOs, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll throw RTS in that. Um, because if you want to like have a big RTS community, it's such a fickle genre where you're going to have to have a single-player campaign to explain your systems. You can't just launch multiplayer only. Um, you also have to include multiplayer because no one's going to play a straight single-player RTS. I mean, it's, there's like exceptions to all the rules, but like, yes. you have to have something exceptional to be an exception. So like, don't <laughs> don't like take this as like the gospel or whatever, but like, yeah. If yeah. you don't have that exceptional grain where like you like play and you're like, oh, this is nuts. And like everybody who touches this, like, oh, this is nuts. Like you could have this to be a solo campaign. This story's so breathtaking, so riveting. This characters are so good. The gameplay is so amazing. Like you don't need any of that net bullshit. Uh, yep. Then yeah, do it, dude. But like if you don't have that, uh, and, like if you can't show it to random people, like, if it's not like Go or Chess where like you can't give it to a random person, they can pick it up after like a couple of minutes and they're like, yeah, no, sorry to cut you off, but go on, man. Onward. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's what's actually kind of what I was getting getting to. Uh you you you're there's obviously exceptions and wow, you took the words right out of my brain. Now I'm like stuck. But uh um <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't but don't let that like deter you, but I'm just saying be realistic on it. Your players three inches taller, uh losing five pounds, uh magically girls in their area are starting to find them more attractive, dude. If it's not reversing hair loss, if it's not uh, curing erectile dysfunction, dude, like yep. don't even try, bro. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's good. Now, what what do you think that the RTS genre needs to do to come to come back? Do you think it's a new IP? Do you think that uh, like there's going to be a StarCraft three, a Command and Conquer five? Because I think yeah, four came out and it was trash. Do you, like what do you think it'll come back yeah, in its form or do you think the evolution is was what it is now i mean there's always like a people who can take a step back but i think those will be the exceptions i think it is what it is now i think the big i would say like you know games like we've been playing like uh valheim and like minecraft and rust i think those are like the the grandchildren 
And I think like the big innovation there is going to be like, oh, we're going to introduce unit classes to this. And now like only certain, like you have to be this alien thing to get this gas to like be able to get the thing. And now you have to trade with other people online in your worlds to do the thing. And it's like, yeah. you mean like Starcraft? And you're like, no, this is a completely new original idea. Don't worry about it, kid. Uh, so yeah, I think like you'll have like more RTS elements getting integrated into uh, like the systems that are already out there. And I think it'll be like survival-based games. It'll be uh, online only type of thing. Like, And it seems like that's where things are going. But like I said, when I saw like the first Battle Royales with like DayZ and H1Z1 where I fell in love with the genre. And I was saying this like, I don't know, whatever it was, like eight, nine years ago now where I was like, my buddies are like, this is it. This is going to be the next. I'm like, no, it's going to be something else. It's going to be one of the big dogs are going to take their lunch when it does like blow up. So I think you're going to see the next RTS. It'll probably be something small in like an indie scene. Uh, and it'll get, it'll start to gain momentum. And then you'll see like Blizzard or, you know, Ubisoft or, you know, yeah. uh, Activision Blizzard, like just step in and be like, oh, hippity hoppity, your idea is now our property. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> True. Now, uh, what's your. So I'll, I'll tell you my dream RTS. Now, anyone listening or watching, Feel free to steal it. I'm not going to try and make this. Uh, I thought Planetary Annihilation started what I it was close to what I wanted, but it just didn't do it because all of like the battles that I I've tried were focused on invading other people's planets and taking it over, and then you have to like send more units over as like a carrier ship to invade. I thought like a really cool idea would be to take that that level of like interplanetary fight, but take it underground. Like, um, like, let's like, like the Gears of War has, has their strategy game out now that is actually pretty, pretty damn good. Uh, Gears yeah. Tactics is really fucking good. Um, and I forgot to mention like tactics games too, uh, cause RTS kind of came from tactic game, turn-based tactics games, but that's a completely different genre. Like shout out to XCOM and, and things of things like that. I mean, it's just XCOM really right at this point. <laughs> XCOM, and then there's a uh, Point Forward or something like that. Uh, the original there's XCOM like really made. Good indie games. Too. I forgot the one uh, everyone always talks about, it's like the Thief one. Yeah, um, uh, War Groove uh, just came out as well. But yeah, well, that's but shout, shout to those. Didn't forget them. Uh, and we mentioned some 4X games as well. That kind of there for sure. <laughs> um, but but thinking thinking on on that line uh, where you are, you have the the. Um, level playing field of above ground units and then you have an underground section where you're trying to like control like the earth's core or something like that and that's the natural resource you actually have to burrow in ground like and mine stuff but the actual gameplay goes to that level too so you can attack from from below and from above like that because i think it would be really a really cool thing to like like burrow around someone's base have it drop in and like you said, hippity hoppity, now your base is my property would be a cool yeah. thing. And then to have like underground units, like take that base and bring it over to your, to your, your space. Like I thought some of the infiltration stuff like Starcraft did where you could just control units was really cool. And I would love an RTS kind of take those concepts and just run with it. Um, like, and I think like having like underground tunneling would be cool. You could have landmines like protect your base above and below. Um, you can have big air units do a bombardment with drill with like drill bunker busters in to attack you. I think that I think like exploring the underground would be a very cool RTS concept that I haven't seen anyone else do. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's my dream RTS. And also, just to take a cue for um, Total Annihilation. Don't give me a unit cap. Just go nuts. Just I just want I I want to look at my screen and to quote uh, Chipmunk here, see gray goo. And I want to, but you know, make it, don't make it gray. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> so for me, I guess my dream RTS at this point in my old man life wouldn't be an RTS at all at this point. Like it would be more turn based. Uh, and I guess you could kind of do like elements of your saying, like almost like a chess game, where it's like. You have like a timer where it's like here's you get two minutes or like a minute, yeah. Uh, do what you can do in that minute, and then boom, now it's the next person's turn, and then they can do what they can do in a minute, and then boom, like it goes back and forth like that, almost like they try to do with like a Civ Five, I think, where it's like there, you can email the a... game back and forth, like like the save or whatever. You can, like, right. <laughs> yeah. you can still do that. You can still do it. Yeah, I would like something more that speed, and it'd have to be super simplified too. I feel like. Uh, give me like one or two units, maybe three. That way you get the rock, paper, scissors effect. Give me like, uh, basically I want the, uh, yeah, I don't even want an RTS at this point in my old age. Uh, <laughs> I, I can admit that, man. Like I don't, for me, like if you could do something with like a timer-based, like strategy, turn-based game uh, that takes the elements of like a good RTS where it's like uh, incorporate, like, like I said, like the resource gathering uh, the unit management, uh, and then like have that be real time with other players somehow. I, th- I think that'd be a great co- like. I don't know. Did XCOM have like an online mode at all? No, no. Yeah, it's, see, it's just I don't. Yeah. I don't know how you incorporate like a good turn base into like real time with other people. Uh, it's above my pay grade. Frozen uh, Synapse is a game you should look into. Actually, I might have an extra copy. I'll throw it to you after the pod. Uh, but it's basically what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't so think I want it's not email, but yeah, <laughs> and you don't do resource gathering, but it's it's like pure like we do we you each operate separately from each other, and then the timer ends, and you see what happened, and see if your units meet or whatever. It's 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 a really, really cool concept. Um, so yeah, I'll check that out. That's that's awesome. So maybe like also try and incorporate like a different ideas genre because I feel like there's been like the two: you get sci-fi or you get fantasy. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> Would you like more historical based stuff or I don't know, man. Like I said, like maybe like the, the typing game, give me a typing like a trainer where it's like an yeah. RTS. Give me like <laughs> throw out some random ass ideas, dude. Like try and get that shit working. Uh I get it. I get yeah, it. I don't know, man. Like maybe like even like a puzzle based, like a match three, give me a match three to get like resources or something. RTS. That'd be kind of yeah. cool. I'd like that. I don't know. Uh, like, it's, there's, there's all <laughs> kinds of things. It's a good stew, and you can take a, def- a bunch of different elements. I think at the end of the day, though, it's like all the greatest concepts of an RTS have been taken out and evolved into like their own genres at this point. True. Uh, so, like, the people coming to an RTS just want a fucking RTS at this point. So, I would say, like, make it streamlined, three units. Uh, maybe slow down things a bit for old people like me who aren't going to be competitive at like a 500. <laughs> Give me like a hundred to 200 base, like actions per minute gameplay yeah. uh, that I can like, have fun in and compete and like have the units move in accordance to that speed, uh, shrink down the map size. Uh, I don't know, man. Like there's at, at the end of the day, like those type of things you can do in a mod, right. For like yeah. all these other games. Yeah. 
so I don't know. I love the game. I, I love the genre. But like, you think you aged out of it in terms of your own? Uh, I, yeah, wants. just for like free times and like to learn like all the different actions and stuff. Like, uh, yeah. it's a young man's game. <laughs> like, I don't know. And I think that's what, at the end of the day, a lot of people crying for a new RTS or like for somebody to pick up like the torch. Yeah. They're, they're putting on rose tinted glasses, looking back at a nostalgic time where they had more free time. Uh, they had faster reflexes. And like, uh, they want something new where they're not going to get destroyed at with everybody else. Like, so like the monsters of the genre are already like you run into this even with like League of Legends or mm-hmm. like Call of Duty, where you get like Smurf accounts, right? Yes. So it's yes. like you, your intro, like people who reach like a certain level, they can't progress past that ceiling cap because like the chasm's so wide. So yes. what they do is they just like I'm just going to start a new account and just destroy people down here. Uh, so now it makes like this chasm that's like here seem even more insurmountable when like those people are down here trashing all the new level players, yeah. right? So you're like, I, if this is like the silver and bronze, like what the fuck is up there at platinum and like challenger and you know pro level? Like what the what kind of monsters yeah. are lurking there? Whereas like, uh, yeah, I think there's not as big of a gap between like those like top three categories as people want to think. Uh, I I think that to grow at the next big RTS that will be a new IP. Well, judging by how the gaming, the online gaming community is, it's going to be a team based RTS. Um, nobody wants that, dude. That's what people love about RTSs. Is like, you're right. Much no, like tra- no, traditional like- traditional RTSs don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah. Um, but with the way everything is, every single popular game is team based. Like I feel like uh, the Dawn of War franchise. I think the team modes were the bread and butter of it. So what? So I think that, that even look like? Is it like a five v five, a three v three. It'd be it'd be a two v two. I'm guessing. I, I'm guessing that's what it is. You can build. So like you, you can build any and one person's in charge of the resources or something. You could do it like that. Both could do whatever. I think that um, I'm not the one to to do it, but I just from a marketability standpoint. Having two so people like, like uh, your, your teammates are like another re, like unit Resource. you have to manage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, I think it could work. Um, <clears throat> you know, and then like you could have one teammate who's much better at like like let's take take uh, like two v twos in like Warcraft, right? Um, if you're if you're playing on like like one of the team modes, one of your if one of your teammates is better at at like building defenses and the other person's better at like offense. Don't you like? We'll go over to their base and help them build their defenses. Yeah, like well, well, the person like builds a militia or something like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Soft stuff. Yeah, making a whole game around that would I I could see uh, becoming very very popular. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what the landscape I, I think is. Also, like it'll be like uh, what were we talking about? Forex, where it'll be like yes, different levels of management. I could see something like that, where like somebody's managing like a galactic battle and you're managing like a planet battle or like a island battle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the two tier assault or whatever that. Yeah. 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 That'd be, that'd be interesting. It's like almost like how the story missions or whatever would bring you to like a specific planet or something in Starcraft. And yep. you could be the person giving like those commands out to be like, okay, this is like the planetary situations across the solar system. And, where can I get people to to like fight like on these fronts for me? 
Um, yep. Where it's like a yep. higher level management thinking. And then like you could have like that and you could bury it into like even like the lower level of like the world. It's like, I want to be the individual unit. I want to be the sniper guy or whatever. Yeah. 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 Now, do, do you think, you know, let's, let's uh, just kind of wrap this combo up there. We're almost to time. Uh, do, do you think the genre will continue or do you think that it's, it's kind of dying and it's, it's huge, man. Like, I don't think it's dying at all. Like okay. look at Starcraft, look at like age of empire. Like there's people will always want to count it down and out. There's like, even like in its darkest period, like I think like from 06 to like, you know, 2012 ish, there's like a six year kind of gap. I think yeah. the, it slowed down, but people were still playing Starcraft. People were still playing like, you know, people just went out like, to play like World of Warcraft Commander three. Yeah, yeah. Commander like there's millions of people out there playing those games. There's like, you know, still millions of people playing them. Uh, if you count that as like a dead genre, then sure. Uh, you know, you look at games like uh, that are launching and they're selling, you know, four or five million copies or whatever. And you're like, oh, look, it looks like these things are dead. But like people keep coming back to those classic games. Like the people want to play. Uh, I don't know. Like even looking at like a game like Rust, where I think like their server population is like 20,000. Is that a dead game? Probably, right? Like I'm the only one really talking about it. Uh, so. I don't know if it's like less than a hundred thousand, right? So like maybe individual games will die, but like the genres of like a survival or like an RTS will, they'll be the go-tos and yeah, for better or worse, you know, it's yeah. like everybody who's still alive uh, playing those games <laughs> is going to bring their ships around like the, the one Island uh, bastion yeah. of that. RTSs. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like, I, I think there'll definitely be innovations and in like a new thing. Uh, and I, again, like companies will protect like their IPs or whatever. Like, so even if like whoever makes like their, whatever, like their League of legends, there's going to be a million clones of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you come out with your Dota's or like whatever, like your survival based game, like it's going to be a, a million clones and like some of them will hit, some of them won't. Uh, and that's just the nature of the beast, man. Sure. So, so no, I think it'll still survive. What about you? I think it'll survive. I think that, um, and I don't want to just become the VR guy, but I think that that's where we'll see the next big RTS is going to be in the VR space. <clears throat> What's going to happen, man? What's the big innovation in the VR RTS? Uh, you, you know, uh, in movies uh, where they're like looking at this battlefield and they have, and they're like moving stuff around like that. I think we're going to have something like that in RTSs, and I think it can like warp down into the battle and like point your units out or whatever, and then like maybe actual general on the field, like yes, yelling out shit. Yes, yes, something like that. That's a huge innovation that's coming too. That people like natural uh, word parsing algorithms. Word parsing, yeah. I think it's already almost there, and like we're training it every day. Whenever like you like ask something to your phone. There's like plugins and stuff in Unity and stuff, and I've been looking at it. They have like a Watson plugin now, where like you can like you know pay the subscription or whatever. Yeah. I think there's going to be huge, that. That's probably the next big innovation in RTS. Is kind of like you're saying, where it's like you're down there talking to what you want to happen. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like words are slower than like what you can type. <laughs> but like true, a, yeah, true. But if you so, build a game around it. Everyone's yeah, on the exactly. Same kind of like my old yeah. man RTS that I was already talking about, where it's like I need something a little slower than hundred yeah. to two hundred uh, actions per minute, and like surprise, surprise, I think people talk around like two to three hundred 
words per yeah. minute. So <laughs> that kind of right. helps, man. Eminem and like other really fast rappers are just like the kings yeah. of that guy of that game. <laughs> it's like Eminem singing rap god over it and just setting a billion units at you, just killing it. Like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh no, I, I think that I think we might have uncovered like the next big thing. And I think that in the RTS thing um for VR, what would be cool too is taking your hand and doing like instant terraforming. Of the thing, like a bunch of units of there. Just... Uh, good and evil, or what was it with the Peter Molyneux game? Black and white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't they have that in VR yet? No, that's a good. It's a good thing though. I, I... huh, interesting. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> damn, it's interesting. All right. So, what have you been playing this week, Chip? Let's let's uh, wrap this up here. Been playing a little bit of Rust. Our base got destroyed by a hacker. So I think the entire team kind of rage quit the game now. Uh, like we saw somebody like glitch up the side of our base and then blow up exactly where our tool cabinet is, the TC. Mm. Uh, and then like, I think we would have been okay with it, but they were extremely malicious about it, which I assume you would be if you're cheating. Uh, where they like, sure. they took what they wanted, but like, I think what rubbed us the wrong way is like, they despawned everything else that mm. they didn't want. So they yeah. just completely trashed the base. Like they cheated up the side of the base, destroyed directly down, and then destroyed all the things that we had been building up towards. So it was like it was uh d- it destroyed everyone's uh you just know will to play. Yeah, our will to keep playing. So we've been playing some uh the Valheim you're telling me about. Yeah. We got that. We all started playing some of that. We got like four people on that, five or six, depending. Okay. I think you said there's gonna be ten in the world. Is that yes, yes, ten. Uh, that game's okay. I've been having fun with it. Like we beat the first boss. I think we're talking a little bit about this before everything where I was like, uh, me and my buddy spawned the first boss and we didn't realize you could like use the, uh, thing to repair the repair bench. Yep. Uh, it's like, you also build stuff off of that, uh, in a costuming, but we had bows and like, we're fighting the boss and like our bows broke. So we couldn't, we didn't know you could repair. So we're like, Oh no. So one of us was kiting the boss around for like about an hour while the other one was like farming up stuff to get more bow supplies uh, to fight the boss. Uh, so we destroyed the elk guy finally after an hour and then we like everything else in the game has been a lot easier since then. So got it. Got it. And way easier to figure out you could repair stuff. I've been having fun with it. I don't know how the long tail of that game is going to be like how many more bosses there are or anything. Like we kind of went in blind. It's still an early access, and the roadmap is very public, and the developers are very active. So there, there will be more added. I believe there are four bosses right now. Um, okay. So I mean, you, you still have time, <clears throat> time to play. Um, I think it's good. It, like a lot of people in that game are just taking it super serious. Like uh, a couple of buddies of mine who, if they're listening or watching, they know who they are. Have over a hundred hours in it. You know, I have over 100 hours in it. So Getting up there, man. Like, just over, like, the weekend when we had it, I think we put in, like, a lot. Yeah. I think, like, that day one, we put in, like, six hours, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, to mess around. Yeah. So Start I trying think the, to save uh, boars, bro. What about you? Yeah. What have you been playing? What have you been up to? <clears throat> um, so, a little bit of Valheim um, as well. Uh, my, my big Valheim story is... Like, I'm not big on survival, so I don't have the hours a lot of people do, but my, my wife's really loving the game. And um, I, I logged in and started helping her uh, with her base, but I don't 
I don't really care for like survival based building if that makes sense. So I was just like out out like I made like a trench and I was making a moat and I was diverting the ocean into the island to like make a moat around her base and then she hated how it looked, so I was like refilling it. <laughs> um but as I was making it, she was like working on this big like Swiss family Robinson treehouse. Uh we just start hearing right and we don't see anything and then uh like i'm walking around her base and i climb up to the top of the tree and look around <clears throat> four trolls marching toward her base i'm like there are trolls on their on, a, on their way she's like she's like oh they'll probably pass me by nope they're beelining it towards her base so we went there and uh we like slept for the night and we woke up and then to her base just being bombarded with with trolls <laughs> So we had to fight off these uh, four trolls, uh, but it just took out her sidewall. I'll post the screenshot like right here, just so everyone can see kind of two of the trolls that happened because they they definitely coordinated and came from on both sides of the base. So um, so that was a, that was a cool cool moment in the game. Uh, for like I'm not big on resource gathering and, and anything else in those games, so like I'm playing it sparingly, but I I do see see the appeal. It's just I I need more involvement in a lot of things and so the other game i've been playing is neo 2 um that i mentioned last week i'm still playing it uh i played uh let's see so team ninja on the nintendo direct announced that uh and i can't believe like every pod i i bring this up because it's obviously one of my favorite games but ninja gaiden <laughs> yes sir uh, uh ninja gaiden master collection was announced um, unfortunately, they're remastering the Sigma editions of the game instead of the originals. Uh, I will discuss. Originals were way too hard for normies, though, weren't they? Like, wasn't that? Yeah, but you have like the Dark Souls like era now, where people are are good with hard games and they will learn mechanics. So I think they could like remaster and release those. But this kind of brings um, me like to a weird part where I'm like, I wonder how many of these games were like actually hard or how many were just hard because you're a little child trying to play them yeah yeah that's that's true um so with that being announced i'm, I'm obviously going to support the game i'm going to purchase it it's coming out on everything um but uh, i remember my... the Mega Man bosses and it felt like they mm-hmm. used the ai to launch the nuclear missiles from russia for the boss ai in those games dude that was impossible <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no i i mean i i do a retro saturday um for my stream on twitch and uh i beat well, one of my buddies challenged me to beat Mega Man one um oh, you know it was crying to me about this too they're like you gotta have your buddy put his his twitch information in the comments bro i can't find it oh really I okay find, all how right can i find you guys on social media i was like Literally, we don't care, dude. <laughs> like, <it's fine>. just, <laughs> I'll put my Twitch, my Twitch down. That's all right. Yeah, it's uh, Mister Mister Gimpy on Twitch. Just just search me. I stream every Wednesday and Saturday, uh, Wednesday nights at eight central, and Saturday afternoons at three central for three hours each pop. But uh, yeah, I beat Mega Man um, the first boss because my buddy was talking about the Yellow Devil, which was a very famous um, mini boss in that game, being fucking impossible. And I was like. Yeah, you can, I I could beat it right now. It's not that bad, big of a deal. It's like bullshit. Do it right now. So I streamed it. <laughs> you know, not that bad. Uh, but going back to Ninja Gaiden uh, with the Master Collection coming out, um, I will definitely support it. But I don't want people who watch me to think that the Sigma versions are the versions to get just because that's what Team Ninja chose to release. So starting next week, I will be streaming uh, Ninja Gaiden Two um, for the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. I'll be streaming that one, the original version, um, the one that we you should be playing. Problem with Capcom, where Capcom mm. was 
releasing games, but it was like not the ones people wanted. Just, uh, yeah. But the sentiment in the community was like, we have to buy this, or they're going to stop remastering some of these games, and the ones we want aren't going to come out. Yep. Uh, yep. It's that's it, where I am now. Kind of felt like it sent the wrong message where they're like, oh, they must love this, so we're going to keep putting out more of this shit. And we're like, yeah. no. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, going back, I've been playing Neo 2. Um, and I and I've said before on the pod that that game is like slowly becoming one of my favorite games ever, and right now it's battling for the top in the top three spots. Um, I am loving Neo Two to death. Um, to, and when Ninja Gaiden Master Collection was announced, Team Ninja went and added Ryu Hayabusa into Neo Two. <laughs> so I'm like, nice. God damn, these guys are really trying super hard to make this my favorite game. So, and uh, I fought like, possibly my favorite boss fight in the past five years. Uh, I will say the Sword Saint from uh, Sekiro, uh, Owl from Sekiro, and Madam Butterfly are like the top three. You can see a theme here of, of like the types of games I play and the bosses I like. Those, those three bosses were fantastic. Um, and the way to beat it is learning how to play the game, you know, and playing it properly. Uh, the boss that I just fought last night in neo that just blew me away uh let me look up his name because it's a dude that i think everyone should just check out favorite bosses of neo 2 <laughs> um well, it's just one it's just one it's my it's number it's, one coming in hot <laughs> uh, uh saito toshimitsu um it's a it, it came out in a patch patch one uh, 1.09 on ps4 and i believe you can only get the boss if you're online because uh, that's when the mission pops but it was the most fun boss fight I've had in a long time. And uh, it forced you to play the game. It forced you to use every single one of the game's mechanics properly and timed perfectly. Um, you have to dodge. You have to use the counters. You have to you have to use your parries properly. Um, if you slip up once, you are just getting like just chunked down immediately. Um, such a great fight. And it's op- optional. <laughs> so, um, you know, that that fight was phenomenal. And um, Saito is a very famous... are doing that too, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's like yeah. anything that's like actually challenging, they're making more optional. Like, I think you Which is fine. That with... Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Which is fine. Because I, I, think, I think at the end of the day, you want people to beat your game. But I, I like having that extra content to where you have a challenge that, that you can feel like you overcome it. So yeah, dude, that's, that's what I'm playing. Um, I, I gotta say, if, if you like, I wouldn't compare, people always compare Neo to like Dark Souls and definitely the inspiration's there, but it is more, it's more, uh, like action game and Ninja Gaiden than it is Dark Souls. So don't get it twisted. <laughs> all right, man. But, all right, brother. So yeah, great, great talking right, to you. It's time to go. Great talking to you guys. Bye. Yep. Yep. Take care, everybody. <laughs> See you next time on the Combo Wombo. Peace.